Oh yeah. It's a little uh, Stillwater, the uh, fictional band from It's Almost, It's Almost Famous. Get ready, here comes Jason Lee. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Jason Lee's turning around on stage. <laughs> you hate Jason Lee. This is no, I love Jason Lee. All right, this I is... just think miscast in that movie. Okay, this is entertainment, entertainment, an entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. There's Jason Lee singing his heart out. Oh, I forgot he was the singer. He's that. That's what I mean. I just oh. think he's a little miscast as the lead because mm. he just doesn't. I mean, leave it down. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's actually Jason Lee singing. I think they got someone else to sing. But I don't uh, know. No, I, I've read that before. Oh, I, okay. I, 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 I've, I've read it. Yeah, I, yeah. I just and I'm kind of. The last time we watched uh, Almost Famous, I was just kind of like, I'm out on it. I just don't like it. Really? I'm just out on it now. Mm. I I don't think it holds up. I think it's bad. I mean, I don't think it's... Not to start off with too much hate, but... Oh, hey, you know what? I think that's a good... You start off with passion. That's always good. Um, I don't know. I think it's... uh, I think it has its moments. I actually think it's the best thing Kate Hudson ever did. I think after that, we don't really... I think she's kind of irrelevant. I do think she was pretty good in that role. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess um, I shouldn't. Should. The performances are good. I just think it's yeah. it's stupid. I just think it's stupid and um, doesn't hold up well. Okay. I, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's, you know, it's not stupid. Is Stillwater the movie. Who knew? And that's how we started off with Stillwater. Yeah. From it's Almost Famous. Because we turned on the TV. Uh, I think it was, I don't know, Saturday morning or something like that. And, uh... <laughs> We found the movie Stillwater was on with... Um, Pretty much from the start, too. It yeah. Was like we were, like, right at the start. So we were like, you know what? Why not? Um, seemed intriguing. Seemed like something we could make fun of. And it turned out I, like, actually liked it. I think that was, yeah, the biggest surprise for me was how into it... Like, pretty much immediately. How yeah. into it I pretty much immediately got and got sucked into it. Because um, I, I didn't really know the Amanda Knox story. Not that this is, like, a... You know, it's it's a loosely based retelling of the situation, but uh, yeah, it was very good. I, I thought Matt Damon was very, was was good. Yeah. Uh, my first note, I think, I took away from it is that he is more committed to uh, putting on some weight for a role than Ben Affleck did, is. Like when I watched The Way Back, another great movie, uh, Ben Affleck. That's another one that I was like completely shocked with how into it I got. I watched it on, on an overnight shift, and I was like, ah, it's like this would be silly, and I'll and I'll make fun of it. But I was like, no, I'm really into it. But Ben Affleck, they had to film him from the neck up because he just like would not put on the alcoholic pudge that he needed to for oh. for that role. Like so, like yeah, there was like a shower scene. He was only filmed from the neck up because uh, he can't have abs in that role. But he clearly didn't want to get rid of him. You know, I don't know if Jayla will let him. No, and I think at this time was he with Anna Diarmas at that time? Maybe he was. Like, <laughs> it's very true. He might have still been with Anna. This Look. is yeah. This might have been in between uh, Jen Garner and J Lo. Yeah, when he was <laughs> with Anna Diarmas. He couldn't have, yeah, he knew, he was like, you don't understand the demographic I date, like, these women, I, I, they don't even, they don't even care, like, I have to look a certain way, um, I, yeah, I, I was, like, really shy, I thought I was gonna hate that movie, I thought it would be something to make fun of, but I was, like, genuinely, in, I thought visually it was, like, kind of beautiful, like, I loved the way it looked. Well, yeah, Italy's um, a great setting. Or was it, was it France, though? It was France. It was a fact, you always say Italy, but it was France. I kind of uh, love how you love Stillwater, the movie based in Italy. Like, you said Italy. <laughs> it took me a long time to have the heart to correct you when we were watching it. Because I was like, I don't want to be like, um, actually, it's in Marseille, France. But, um, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I was going to be 
being like, wow, Italy's nice. Yeah. This yeah. is nice Italy. Well, because it takes place in like, um, I think Marseille is like a like a, a south, maybe south of France, like a coastal French town. Okay. But I do think there was something about like, um, for me, it was like something about uh, Matt Damon's character, like the way he looked with that like, that like Garth Brooks fan, like, like Southern State Fair plaid shirt yeah. that he wore constantly, yeah. like in the dr- backdrop of this like very European city i don't know i was just like i would watch like i would watch matt damon play that character in europe for like ever i don't know why there was just something it could almost be a sitcom is this like kind of hick character in this very kind of unique uh european city like living his life and living in an apartment with a woman a french woman and her daughter it was just almost like a sitcom. It was just like, I found it like very interesting the to one, watch. I agree. The one thing I was going to ask you is how believable do you think it was? Like, spoiler alert for Stillwater. Yeah, people. But do you think that French woman in real life would have like sexually gone for oh, yeah. that Matt Damon character? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. My stereotype okay. of French women is they're like, oh, you know, I like him as a person. Yeah, so okay. I don't okay. care. It's uh, you know um, he was very good with my daughter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think like European women are just kind of a little more open-minded, maybe when it comes to. I, I'm also it could be completely wrong, but that okay, yeah. But, but maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't believable, which made it even more. It, it did take them a long time to get together. No, it was a build-up. It, yeah, no, it was a build-up. It wasn't. Uh, but I believe they're 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 like. I believe that. Yeah. I believed them when they hooked up. I was like, "Yeah, they're they're totally gonna fuck," you know. Like, yeah, no, they 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 set it up well. You knew it was coming. They set it up well. And I think after seeing her with that awful, like, I don't know if her boyfriend or because she's like this, like, also amazing. Oh, her, like, she's a theater actress in France, so we get to see her like weird French play that she's in, and like, and her she, like playwright kind of boyfriend or whatever, yeah. whoever that guy was with the man bun. Yeah. So I think after seeing her with that awful guy, you're you're, you're rooting for Matt Damon's character in that. You know? Yeah. But also, I think it was like there was some like moments like where they were on the um, like when him and his daughter, who's in jail for a, she she. Uh, she she plays like who, who's that? Abigail it's Breslin. Abigail Breslin, Little Miss Sunshine is back. Little Miss Sunshine in is Stillwater. Back, back in Stillwater. And there was a part where they are like she gets out of jail one day and they go to like the cliffs to swim. Do you remember that? And they're just like sitting yeah. on the rock and they're swimming and it's just like visually. I was like I could like look at this. It's like really pretty. Like yeah. whatever cinematography. I thought it looked really good. I remember. Well, the one part is because like Abigail Breslin is swimming like topless in her panties, and the one thing we were just like Matt Damon's character would never be sitting there. With like yeah, no. he would have gotten up and walked away. Yeah. If if you know his daughter was just mostly naked swimming in front of him. Yeah, my dad would. If that was my dad and I decided to go swimming and took my any clothes off, he would walk back to the truck. Not. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Conservative men, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they cannot, they cannot deal with any kind of, which rightly so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue that the, the French rubbed off on Matt Damon's character. Mm, uh, interesting take, I, yeah. I don't even remember what his character's name was, but I re- just called Matt Damon. Yeah, you know, I don't remember either. That's a really, inter- why don't I remember the character? I don't know. But I also thought that it was kind of suspenseful in a way. It was like, I, you know, and it was like. Kept you engaged. Kept you engaged. I was engaged. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was into seeing how, you know, how and if he was going to get Abigail Breslin out of jail. Right. And, and whether or not she did it was kind of, like, ambiguous for... Yeah, know. that was pretty, yeah, because her character was psychotic. She, like, had this weird conversation with a French woman, and then she was like, my dad's a fuck-up, and so am I. Or, like, or, like, something like that, and I yeah. was like, I think she did it. I was like, she did it. I don't know. I, I, I thought... 
I didn't think she was a fuck up, but I thought it was interesting how they showed, they were showing Matt Damon's character. Well, she said it. No, I know, but what I'm trying to say is that I thought it was interesting how they set it up where they showed his character from, like, we saw his character from our perspective, which was he was, like, this kind of, like, savior, like, do-right guy, but Mm. from her perspective and what she's experienced from him, he's not. So I thought it was an interesting, like, kind of character dichotomy they showed up. It's like someone, you can have an experience with you know, a person, but someone else who has like a history with them when they were kind of a different person is going to look at them a different way. Yeah. So I like I thought that was like an interesting, you know, kind of dynamic that they set up. I like I like liked that, and I thought that was one of the good things about the movies that they showed. At least they tried to show that like people are a lot of different things in a way. It's like the characters were a little more dynamic than a lot of movies. You know, it's like he was a good guy, but he was also a fuck up. She was innocent, but she was also guilty. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like I liked I kind of liked that stuff, and I yeah. feel like movies don't do that anymore because <laughs> they're so. They're incredibly simplistic and preachy and, like, everyone has to be a good person or a bad person. And, you know, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess there's there, there's been a few. Like, Red Rocket was kind of that way and that came out. Oh, yeah. That was, like, post-pandemic. That that was made and came out. And I Stillwater, guess, I think, came out... It was post-Trump, definitely. It was, like, 2018, 2019. So, yeah. still, you know, in this hyper uh, Twitter climate. Yeah, I guess I meant more like mainstream movies, like where like you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or like yeah. a bros, where bros open and we're just getting lectured. So it's like okay, there's clearly a good <laughs> and a bad. There's like this moral code where this the moral code was kind of ambiguous, and even if it was dealing with Trump era stuff, which I thought they handled in a way that wasn't obnoxious. Yeah, like when he was just like the because the French woman like they assumed he vote he voted for Trump, and he was like. I don't vote. <laughs> you know? I'm a, I'm a criminal record. I can't yeah. vote. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. I was like shocked how much I like liked that movie. Me too. Really I, got, I, I got really into it. It was yeah. a great performance from Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. I, I think he lost himself in that character. Way to go, Matt Damon. Uh, Way to go, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good. I, I was into it. I was surprised. It didn't drag. Like I feel like it was over no. two hours, but didn't feel it. Um yeah, uh, I got nothing, no bad things to say about Stillwater. Another rare thing, I like the ending, which I don't think I've liked a movie's ending in forever. Mm. Like, thought that, because you remember the ending? Kind not, of. Not to spoil it, but it was like, they go back to, if anyone hasn't seen Stillwater, this isn't even spoiling it, because it, you're going to watch it on television like us, and like, it's a, it doesn't like, even matter. Low yeah. stakes, yeah. This is some low stakes, yeah. this is some low stakes movie watching. But um, at the end, when she gets out of jail, they go back home to the home to the hometown, I think Oklahoma, and mm. they're like sitting on the porch. You remember? Yeah, and she comes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think she asks him, or she says, like, she says, like, everything looks the same here. And he was like, doesn't look the same to me. Everything looks different. And then it just ends. I think that's oh, how it ended. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It was like this. Yeah, I was like, this movie is kind of good. Like, it was I'm, it. I'm, yeah. Like moved. I'm. I'm like. There's suspense. It, it, it's suspense. It's thoughtful. It makes yeah. you know, makes you think. Uh, yeah, visually I, I, appealing. Two thumbs up for Stillwater. I, I don't know if it, you know, was not what it was nominated for, what it wasn't nominated for. No idea. Did not pay attention. Um, but it should have been nominated for stuff because I, I, you know, yeah. I don't even know what else came out in those years that I. What's really... the movie with Ben Affleck that you keep mentioning about the, the, the way back? Was the, the way back the same time as this one? This was way back. Came out like literally like the week of the pandemic. In 2020 uh, is when okay. it came out. I don't know. Um, yeah, and it was. I think it was a victim of the pandemic, but it was very mm-hmm. good. And I thought Ben Affleck deserved a Best Actor nod. I would have given him a Best Actor nod if I was in the Academy. I would have fought for Affleck. Big Affleck fan that you are, of course. You yeah, would. yeah. But what did you what did you enjoy more, the Stillwater movie or the Way Back? What would you say? Uh, I mean, I think 
would say way back. Okay, I, I think I would I would go way back, but maybe it's just because I don't know. I like sports. I thought it was a good sports movie. Uh, but I thought similarly good performances from Damon and Affleck, where I thought they both like really embodied these characters and, yeah. and, and played them really well. Yeah, as much as we shit on those guys, I guess they are like not bad movie stars. Well, speak know? for yourself. I don't shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. We got an Affleck stand sitting next to me. Yeah, um, no, I think he's disrespected. Okay. I mean, he's one of the most Go successful on. people ever. He's not disrespected, but you know what I mean. Well, also, he sets himself up quite easily to he be does. the joke. I mean, the, he does. You know, the, the, I think he can take the joke, though. I, I think he's one of the celebs. I think he can take it. Yeah, you're maybe right. Maybe he, he, he seems to have will, a sense of humor. You know, will he put 20 pounds on for the way back? He will yeah. not, but he will, he will get into that role. Yeah. He'll, he'll do the job. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, yes, it's great. Go go watch The Way Back. Can't it recommend was it great. enough. I can't recommend on entertainment, it enough. Entertainment. I think it's, uh, it's on HBO right now. Something, if you have HBO. Yeah, something we can't recommend, or at least Justin can't recommend, <laughs> is Lord of the Rings. Cause, Any of them. Oh my god. Well, we, before we watched Stillwater, uh, The Hobbit was on. I put The Hobbit on. It was also on one of the movie channels, and I thought, oh, perfect, it's The Hobbit. I'll put it on while we have our coffee. We can just sit and kind of watch it, because it was going to be, you know, just like big landscapes and kind of like fantasy. <laughs> and I could sense your anger energy coming off you, like, immediately, and I was like, oh, fuck, Justin hates The Lord of the Rings, and I had to, like, immediately change it. Um, you know, I, well, you know, I... I just, you know, my thing with Lord of the Rings is I, I'm literally, genuinely would be more interested in watching people LARP. <laughs> I would rather watch, like, weirdos in Massachusetts <laughs> warring around a field in costumes than watch this, these CGI'd, they're running through a field, it's CGI running, yeah. the, and then it's bad humor. I hate it. I hate Lord of the Rings. Wow. It's all terrible. Yeah. You know, I don't even think I really even have a lot to say about it other than it sucks and get a life. <laughs> it sucks and everyone who likes it get a life. It's yeah. Terrible. I mean, I don't know. I I think I saw those movies. I think I was like in college when they were really popular or like just graduating high school college. So they were like a big deal and like kind of everyone went to see them together and this like It was I, a thing. I, no, yeah. it was a happening so at I, the time. I was yeah, I I when the, I was like 13 when the first one came out. Uh, and yeah. I like enjoyed it. Didn't see the second one, and then I went to see the third one in the theater, and like I like fell asleep and was like, "Why is this not ending? Why this is another thing? Why are these movies like three hours each? Yeah. This nothing happens for three hours. These just like you need to really watch Orlando Bloom and Frodo walk around. That's what you'd watch for three hours, really. I know. Gandalf the Great, Ian McKellen, absolutely not awful. Get out of here with Gandalf the White and Gandalf the Gray. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't know. It was like it was a yeah. It was a different time when people had literally nothing to do but to go see those long ass movies with like fantasy characters, and no one was yeah shitting on it properly. I guess no, no one was. Um, yeah, I remember. I think I liked the first two, and then the third one. I think I remember hating because as I was leaving the theater, I think I was with my brother and my dad, and I was like mouthing off about how bad I hated it. <laughs> and Peter Jennings, or no, one of the like news, I think it was Peter Jennings. Uh, you've told me this, yeah, you've, you've told us Peter, yeah. He he like overheard what I was saying and was like, sounds like somebody's a big fan. And we turned around and I think my brother, my dad, my dad was like mortified <laughs> that like I was just like. 
You embarrassed him in front of Peter Jennings. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I'm charming as hell. So I was like, come on. I'm, I agree. I'm yeah. charming. This is not embarrassing. I didn't embarrass you in front of Peter Jennings. I charmed <laughs> Peter Jennings. But yeah, so I think I remember, I, I liked the first two. And I, I, I feel like I can deal with fantasy and like a little, maybe I like little, fantasy. Um, I do. I like, I like fantasy and I like sci-fi. I just hate these movies. Yeah. And I hate, I hate the fake like old english that they speak it's so mm. lame and boring it's the same thing with game of thrones like who gives a shit about any of this stuff yeah uh yeah i'm so out That's an i'm so out connection between yeah the the lord of the rings and game of the thrones because i think like if i peter had... dinklage is great <laughs> I don't know why I know that Peter Dinklage and Michelle Williams had sex. I don't know. I don't know from what dumb celebrity (laughs) memoir I read or like what like celebrity podcast I listened to, but like for some reason, it's one of those things that like sticks in my mind of those two hooking up, and it'll. That's all. As soon as you say Peter Dinklage, I'm like he had sex. That's all. That's 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 all I'm thinking about now. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, but um. Anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting, because I feel like with Game of Thrones, that became another, like, cultural, you know, obsession of people. Because, but at the time, because there were so many other things I could choose, I didn't choose to watch it. No, I, I watched the, I watched, like, parts of the first episode at one of my friend's house. Like, I was in, like, community college still at this point, I think. And I was like, I, like, fell asleep. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. Yeah, and it just seemed like everybody was watching, like, fantasy porn together in a way. I'm like, isn't this all just people having yeah, sex? Yeah, and like, they're... Is that what we're all... And they're all just the, the fake old English sucks. Yeah, the Two thumbs down. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Two thumbs down. Game of Thrones. <laughs> and everyone who watches it, fuck you and get a life. That's yeah. all I say. Justin, coming coming at with you. I don't really mean that. I love everyone. Sure. And everyone enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. But, but not just not for me. It's just not for me. Okay, I have some vitriol and hatred for something we're about to talk about. I think similar to the way you feel. <laughs> similar to the way you feel about um, Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones is the way I feel. I'm sorry. I can't stand Cassie David. I have tried <laughs> to... I have tried to like this, this, this person. I'm fascinated by her because she's Larry David's daughter and she does comedy. And I cannot imagine... Trying to pursue comedy with like that guy as your dad, like that's clearly. But at the yeah. same time, that's a huge leg up. Like you can have. At the same time, you're born with a comedy career waiting for you. But at the same yeah. time, you've really got to actually be probably funny. And I think she is b- funny. I think she's funny. I think she's smart. And I read her book. I listened to her audio book. But mm. she has this person. Like she presents herself as this kind of like Eeyore. Uh, like I'm afraid of everything. I'm kind of always depressed. I'm, you know, I, I want to do stand-up, but I'm too scared, which is like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> and, yeah, I just, like, I'm, I'm, but then, but then her, her Instagram is just, like, photos of her half-naked and posing in lingerie, and I'm like, I'm sorry, if you are crippling with fear, I don't really see you taking off your clothes on Instagram. I just, I, don't, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really. Well, yeah, no, well, because then it just puts in a light of where it's like you have anxiety TM, like anxiety trademark. Yeah. And it's like your dad's PR team got you an article about it in, in whatever magazine, in Variety. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. And so we, yeah, so you sent me uh, an episode of her, I guess, well, I guess this is John Mayer's. Yeah. Instagram live show. So another thing is fascinating about Cassie David is, yeah, she has this kind of attitude of like, I'm over everything. I'm kind of, I'm not too cool for everything, but I'm kind of over everything. I'm afraid of everything. And yet the people she hangs out with are like the most 
if you were a comedy person, these are people you'd make fun of, aka John Mayer. I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand how you how you claim to be have a sense of humor, and there you are, best friends with John Mayer. Well, let's not disrespect John Mayer. He's a comedy guy. Yeah, you're he's just right. a funny comedy guy. Yeah, so he, he went through a comedy. He went through a phase of trying to do stand up at the comedy store. I forget <laughs> when that was, but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was like I mean that was peak comedy boom, 2010s. Uh, yeah, marvelous Mrs. Maisel's running the world, which it probably still is. It'll uh, so never end that show. No, um, yeah, but um, yeah. So so John Mayer had this Instagram live show called. Um, current mood with john mayer and it's <laughs> it's just i mean it's 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 john mayer it's john mayer talking to a camera the camera is set up at his crotch it's so. at his crotch and he is prominently has his like rolex on display on his lap that he's just constantly with these like this like bright gold probably like five thousand dollar watch on display like what an idiot yeah and the set of the show is so confusing it's like he made this installation or someone he paid someone to make this installation of all these like stuffed animals that kind of form a tower behind him and then there's like rainbows so it's basically like (laughs) oh my god it looks like he's trying to make like a show for tweens it's very confusing and then you also yeah because then and then cassie david's like because he's sitting behind in front of they're sitting in front of like poster board and Cassie David's like this is amazing do you guys know what this is this is a poster board yeah I, I, yeah <laughs> like... so it, he has Cassie David on this show and like he's clearly wants to fuck her I'm sorry like he is he do you clearly... think they hooked up no I don't Gonna, think yeah okay I, I, think, I don't think so either yeah yeah I think she clearly knows the power that she holds over this relationship or if she <laughs> if she does look up with him it's over it's over yeah and okay. so I think she's yeah. fine to like have this kind of flirty which is again are you crazy <laughs> um she's fine to have this kind of flirtation with John Mayer and like, yeah. enjoy the attention that he gives her because he also comments on all of her her kind of thirst trap photos on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Ew, gross. She's half naked. You know, she poses one where she's laying down in a lounge chair, like half naked, and... and He just writes, great caption. Interesting photo with a great caption. It's basically like, I like your ass. A.K.A. ass looks hot. (laughs) I mean, yeah. At that point, I'd respect him more if he just wrote hot ass. You know, like, yeah. It's this pantomime of like, we're cute and funny, and we have a funny friendship, and it's like, clearly we're just like, she won't fuck me, but I'm still trying. It's exhausting. (laughs) It's exhausting. And I guess the other thing, I'm like, if you're a Cassie David, pick a better sleaze bag to kind of flirt with. Mm. Like, I could think, I don't know. Yeah, like you a know, better right. sleaze bag. John Mayer. It's like, what are you going to go see him when he plays for Grateful Dead? Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! You know. Would you respect her more if, like, she was going after like Leo? I'm trying to think of like the like famous, uh, you know, famous um, yeah, man, oh, man yeah. types. Yeah, I think okay. So I think Leo. At least Leo doesn't put himself on some dumbass Instagram live show with a fucking that's very true stuffed animals behind him <laughs> and his Rolex prominent. You know. Yeah, yeah. He tries to he tries to keep his his. Uh, creepiness on the down low and he can't help it he's keep a, a mystique about himself yeah, yeah and he just he's at fashion week next to a 19 year old and everybody's like oh my god <laughs> losing their goddamn minds I just, yeah yeah look at me pro leo all of a sudden i don't know next what, to john mayer compa- yeah, i mean compared leo. to john mayer yeah. you know how could you, yeah. how could you not be you know, I, I feel bad because I want to, you know, I, I'm not a fan. Not that I know a lot about Cassie David, but from what I've seen, she's kind of off-putting. Uh, yeah. I, and, I, you know, and I don't want to blame her, but. I, again, I feel like a creep. I was fat. I am, like, fascinated by her. And I listened to her audiobook. And like I said, I think she's smart. I think she's funny. I think she's a good writer. But there's sides of her that I am like, this is so irritating. Like, she told this story <laughs> about how when she graduated college, she, um, 
her mom was like pressuring her to get a job and she didn't want to get a job or whatever. So she gets a job working for her dad on Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? And she gets a job as a, I think like in a, you know, the people who like stand on the street and tell Just you. Just like an assistant. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. They tell you they're filming. Like a gr- she's doing like grunt work on the, yeah. on the show. And I guess there's a certain language that you have to speak when you're on a set. Like, you know, instead of saying move this, you say strike that or whatever the language is. You know what I mean? How there's like a certain way of speaking to each other on a set. So like people know what you're saying. And she thought it was like lame to speak like that. So she would never use that language. And people were getting infuriated with her. And like she was like saying like how stupid it was and she wasn't going to talk like that. First of all, you're being an asshole. Like, you got handed a, an entry-level job that people who have, like, master's degrees in film had to do, like, three interviews to get. Yeah. You fucking cunt. You know, yeah, you fucking yeah, cunt. yeah. have a little bit of awareness there. Yeah, yeah. like, come on. Like, I get yeah. that you're, you're telling this story. Like, and her whole perspective is she knows how privileged she is and she knows, which is fine. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. Honestly, nepotism doesn't bother me as long as you're funny and talented and you kind of give us a good product, but... You sit next to John yeah. Mayer with your nepotism, and it's infuriating, okay? That's yeah. what's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. That's what's infuriating. Like, I don't care if you're, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, even, like... Or, it, yeah, just like just like that, where you're dunking on the set language. Like you said, yeah. around people who, like, have busted their ass their whole lives just to get that job. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it, yeah. it's not funny. I mean, yeah. I, I mean it's, I don't, I'm not, like, offended. But I'm just like, you fucking cunt. No, it's, it's, no, it's just off-putting. It's off-putting. It's, it's just off-putting. It's yeah. not going to make, you know... I yeah. could go on and on, but all I'm saying is, yeah, it's it's just upset with the nepotism. That's what she does. She sits next to John Mayer and flirts with him on his fucking Instagram live show while he's flashing <laughs> his Rolex with his sleeve tattoo. Oh God! And there, the, the the this episode starts with they they have these things called wisps, which just looks like a toothbrush head, I guess. Yeah. And John Mayer's like trying to do bits with the wisp it's just really bad yeah uh i, don't, I can't imagine the, the entire video is 43 minutes i tried to watch it twice and got through eight minutes both times me too exactly it, the like same. exactly eight minutes is the cutoff eight nine minutes is what i can take and then i'm like don't i cannot get this off my screen get it off my phone get it off my history i don't even want to be reminded yeah it's so irritating she she tries doing this thing where she's like a, she does like a humble like oh well, I'm, I'm glad you had me on now because i know in like two episodes you're gonna have like tom hanks and then John Mayer's like, ha ha, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I might have Tom Hanks. Yeah, and you know what he would do? He'd come in with like five minutes on Wisps and just kill. And it's like, no, he wouldn't. No. It's like, no, he wouldn't. Yeah. He would come in and talk about Wisps for a couple minutes and you'd be laughing like a lunatic you're kissing his ass. Yeah. But he would not be coming in and killing with five minutes on Wisp heads. No, Hanks doesn't have to do anything at this point. People just give it up. No, him, you know? yeah, you know, he's, yeah, COVID patient zero. I think oh we always God, talk about Thanks, <laughs> COVID the patient best. zero. The best thing about that was they went to Australia for his wife's singing career, okay? <laughs> because what's her name? Rita Wilson? Is that her name? Probably, I, I think Rita. Something Rita, Rita right. yeah. yeah. His wife wants to be a singer, but I guess the only market that will kind of allow her to sing is like Australia. Australia loves her. Australia, Australia loves Mrs. Loves, Hanks. Yeah. Loves Rita. Yeah. So she was like performing on some like daytime show in Australia and like that's how they fucking got COVID. I it's think. amazing. That's yeah. Then they had to go to a hotel room. Like, thankfully they were all okay. Oh yeah. They're uh, all great. What's, uh, but, you know, Hope Chad is doing good. Love, love Chad. Yeah, Hanks. love Chad. Oh my God. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Love the Hanks family. Yeah. Love the Hanks family. But you know, he's, he's at a point where he doesn't, he doesn't have to do anything. He, no. He, and he, and now he like the one thing I do think a little annoying because I do think he took it from Bill Murray a little bit. He had I think Tom Hanks had a period where he was just kind of like 
show like he'd just show up at a bar and like yeah. take pictures with people, which is kind of, which is like kind of annoying. Bill Murray's kind of that's like Bill Murray's thing. Yeah, it's interesting too because people have like turned on Bill Murray, but they haven't really turned on Tom. He's a bully. Bully Bill Murray. Wait, <laughs> he is. Who did he bully? And we were both like, yeah, that's what I would do too. Oh, he put Frankie Muniz in a trash can. No, no, <laughs> no was it? Seth Green. Oh, Seth Green. Yeah, yeah, he put Seth Green in a trash can. And we were both like, <laughs> right, rightly so. Yeah, that's yeah, what you twerp. That's yeah. what you get. You're like, you even get thrown in a locker. Yeah, Seth, Seth Green. Seth Green, who uh, is one of the most apparent guests at Dane Cook's game, game night, which if you don't know what that is, go look that yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a wormhole. Maybe we'll hit yeah. that heavier on another oh. uh, edition of this. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, Seth Green, you're at game night. You have no room to call anyone a bully. You're trying to get hand jobs from 17-year-olds. Yeah. So whatever happens at game night. Yeah. Yeah, stay in the trash can, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, also, great, because at the same time, we were like, I was like thinking about Cassie david and john mayer this week i was listening to press hilton's book on um on audible because i'm a lonely person i always need uh, an audiobook going otherwise yeah i I need it and uh i'm not ashamed of it currently listening to death mckagan's audiobook (laughs) that the picture is just constantly on your phone (laughs) phone. you know when you like are listening to something and then it becomes the entire screen of your phone the entire screen of my phone is just aging rocker picture it just looks like it just looks like i have like a hip dad or something i don't even know it's like calling me it's 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 not cool but um so during perez hilton's uh audiobook i was reminded he told the story about how he I think like in 2010 he was 2007, like because we were looking it up okay. last night yeah so this, this apparently this happened in 2007 2007 um Perez Hilton is asked to host like the MTV Movie Awards or mm-hmm. something like that and at the and after- Christina Aguilera oh thank you Justin you're, yeah. you're always on it my god um yeah. so impressed um well this yeah. story will stick with you yeah. I mean this story <laughs> yeah okay so he's co-hosting with Christina Aguilera and at the after party he runs into a very intoxicated Jessica Simpson and John Mayer, and they're sitting in a booth together. I know what you say. So Jessica Simpson's got this is like brunette Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. era, and John Mayer has like like John Mayer has like Johnny Depp in um, Barbara. What's the demon Barber? You know the Sweeney Todd. Yeah, he's got Sweeney Todd hair. <laughs> this is like John Mayer Sweeney Todd hair era, and Jessica Simpson's brunette. Oh my yeah, and uh, so they're sitting in a booth together, and apparently, so it's like John Mayer, it's like Prez Hilton, John Mayer, Jessica Simpson, and John Mayer turns to Prez Hilton and says, like, you know, I'd love to watch gay porn. And Perez is like, okay. And then he tells... He told him, like, what whoever the gay porn star that he's into. Yeah, And he was, like, he was like, yeah, he just really turns me on. So he's talking to Perez Hilton about this porn star that turns him on, and then he starts Frenching Perez Hilton. Yeah, and that's what, it's what Perez Hilton said, too. It's like, this was initiated by John Mayer. This yeah. wasn't even, like, John Mayer's wasted, and then Perez Hilton went for it, and John yeah. Mayer was like, okay. But this, this was he who apparently shoved his tongue down Perez Hilton's throat, and they made out. And as this was happening, <laughs> Jessica Simpson starts to put her hand on Mayor John Mayer's crotch and rub her, rub his oh crotch over God. his pants while oh they while her boyfriend, her love interest, is kissing Press Hilton. I mean, oh my God! If you want to stare into the bleak darkness, there it is, right there. This for is the me. darkest story ever. This is like one of the darkest stories I think I've ever heard. And like for me, there's really nothing dark about like stupid John Mayer trying to like 
show off that he can like deal with gayness or whatever to Perez Hilton. Whatever he was doing whatever. that night. Yeah, whatever. But for Jessica Simpson not to just walk away. No, no, that's <laughs> and like then try to desperately rub John Mayer's penis while he's doing this dumb performance. Oh boy. Yeah. It's like, girl, you gotta get away from this person. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so much better than this. Walk away. He broke up with her with her over email nine times. Gordon Byrne nine times yeah. broke up with her over emails. Her her memoir was fucking incredible. Yeah. There were so many good And God, what was the song he sent her? A YouTube link to was it Angel by Aaron? <gasps> what was it? You're, again, Justin, coming in with the details. Well, yes. The one one of the nine breakups was he sent her a YouTube link to was it Angel by Aerosmith? Which, was it Aerosmith yeah. or yeah, okay. Angel, it's not a breakup song, first of all. That is like a song about someone saving someone. It's like, you're my angel. <laughs> I won't say anymore. That's terrible. But God. Um, yeah. So that was one of one of the breakups. Was that was what John Mayer came in with? I mean, I think it's a power ballad technically, but it's not a not a breakup song, sir. Get it together. Angel is a come come back to me. That's like a so he's manipulative. That's a manipulative no. Yeah. Song totally. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. There it okay, is, right there. Yeah. That's a manipulative song choice. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right, similarly on the on the music track here, uh, there's uh, Amy Winehouse, not Doc, I, I wrote it wrong, Amy Winehouse biopic in the works, I think. Um, yeah, it's like someone's going to play her, right? I think I, so. I think so, yeah, okay. And you were like, wow, that's that's bad news for Neil Patrick Harris. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, I just feel like it's happened, I feel like it's like once every other year Neil Patrick has to issue an apology for the, the corpse of Amy Winehouse cake that him and his husband had God. at like a Halloween party in like 2012 or whatever. Whatever it was, and he's just, he's just constantly having to be like, my husband and I made a terrible decision when we had this cake. And it's just the rotting corpse of Amy Winehouse. So you know, yeah, you know the the NPH apology is coming again. It's gonna, yeah, he's they're gonna, gonna take to... away his uh, his his Fresh Direct commercial or whatever oh whatever food commercial he's in right now. He's gonna have to record apologies and just have them saved. So like when he's traveling, he can just call yeah. his assistant and be like, "Can you send that one out?" <laughs> I think I have it saved under September. Yeah, he probably yeah. does have dra- like five written apologies drafted, a few, you know, recorded. video recordings that mm-hmm. he's like recorded into his laptop. Yeah, this is this is this is bad news bad for Neil news Patrick for Neil. Harris. Yeah. This is bad, bad news. news for Neil Patrick Harris. I think there and his is husband. a photo of the cake, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. that that's going to come up. That's going to so. come out again. It was yeah. a very detailed cake. I mean, honestly, tremendous work <laughs> on the cake. It was really kudos to the baker. It was kudos to the baker. Very they really talented. they really put the work in on that cake. It is a yeah. rotting Amy Cornhouse, uh, Amy uh, Winehouse. But that's how much we have lost our sense of humor in this. Kind of, we cannot deal with the fact that this asshole, like, because it doesn't even it doesn't really even matter. If he apologizes or not, like, where really doesn't he? What, he what's the point? You really you're going to stop watching what Neil Patrick Harris does, which at this point is a is a fresh box commercial. Like, yeah. what, like it's also it's like again, it's like why do you expect these celebrities to be morally perfect? He's clearly a cunty, cunty man who. <laughs> thinks it's hilarious and then like at the time amy winehouse was being dragged by everybody it's like this. yeah that was also the time yeah Yeah. so it's like everyone 
everyone owes an apology to Amy Winehouse, not Neil Patrick Harris. You know what I mean? It was like that was just society was shitting all over her. I don't think Amy Winehouse even wants an apology. No, she it's a yeah, no, shit, no, you know? yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be so. I'm really looking forward to these. Apologies. I am too. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> yeah, the can't oh We'll see when it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, yeah, I'm, I, I'd go see the movie. I'd go see the you know, even though I'm kind of over these like music biopics, so I do bad. love Amy. I think she's yeah, she was yeah, what a talent. The Amy, yeah. did you watch the Amy documentary they made? I think we watched it together yeah. one time. Yeah, it, it was good. I just got to the end. I just didn't. I I didn't watch the end when she was just completely. For some reason, I was like, I don't really need to see her kind of all fucked up again. I feel like I totally yeah yeah. You, then, you don't need to relive that again. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, you know what happens. But I feel yeah. like the footage of her in the beginning of her just like recording her music and stuff. Even yeah, that was that was cool. So good. Yeah, and then yeah, there was like footage of her playing just like these like small shows in bars in yeah. in England. That was really cool. And they um, even had the, her singing um, "Back to Black" for the first time. Oh and yeah, yeah, in the studio, right? Oh, it was yeah. so good. I, I just got chills um, because she didn't even realize how dark it sounded. She was like. That was fucking dark. I can't do an accent. Fuck. She was just like, hey. yeah. I'm like, oh, that's dark. You know, like she didn't even realize like the kind of tone that it had, and uh, so that some of that footage was so good in that documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite Amy song, Amy Winehouse song? Do you think? Off the top of your head, oh, um, or, or one you like? Oh, uh, what is that to? one called? It, it, it wasn't. It's not rehab. Not not rehab. Not back to black. Um, God, Is what it was uh, tears dry on their own? Um, or... I'm gonna look it up. You, what's your what's your favorite? I think back Amy? to black is my favorite. I just what? think you know. Yeah. I, I think I like the one where it's like upstairs in bed with my best boy. You know I'm no good. That's yeah. That's my that's my favorite. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I love, oh yeah, God. love her. She's great. So good. So yeah. glad we got to live through. Rest in peace. Yeah, got to experience Amy Winehouse. So glad we got so to good. experience Amy Winehouse. So <laughs> glad we got to experience the multiple apologies from yeah. Neil Patrick Harris about the Amy Winehouse cake. Yeah. Uh, it's the best. Honestly, and I'm like, you know what, Neil Patrick Harris, don't even do it. Don't even apologize the next time. No. Just own it. You know, it's like, you know what, me and my husband, we had a Halloween party, and we had a rotting corpse of Amy Winehouse cake. Yeah. That's what happened. You, yeah. wish, you wish you were at that party. I know. I yeah, exactly. I, I, would wish. Have, I wish I ate a piece of that yeah. rotting Amy Winehouse cake. Sounds hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. Wait, what was I going to... Oh, I totally just blanked on what I was saying. I, if I were him, I would... Like, how do these actors and people who could kind of constantly get shit... They got to start trolling back. It's like, you yeah. have the power. You will get work again, obviously. Yeah. Everyone who gets yeah. in trouble gets work again. I mean, like, Franco's back at this point. Franco's back. <laughs> like, it's like, Stacey's yeah, I mean. Stacey's working in Europe. Like, yeah. Louis getting Grammy nominations. Like, it's all good. Like, you will get work again. Yeah. I think you need to stop apologizing and start trolling back. I you think, know? yeah, because like, it's just at the point where, like, as long as you didn't commit a crime where you're going to go to jail, like, those are the only people who, like, really get canceled, in my yeah. opinion, or is, like, Weinstein, who's just in prison now, right. like, if you didn't, you're going to be fine. Like, you're going to just, just, like, let it blow over, you're fine. I would just do bits where I'd be, like, throwing out my, like, Amy Winehouse Oreos or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, you know, yeah, just, just lean into it. On. Lean into it at this point, because it's meaningless. It. It's yeah. just so meaningless Ugh, at this point. It's ruining everything. Uh, yeah, and then your dad was a great point. I really wish, I wish we were at that party. Right? I wish oh we were at God. his and his husband's Halloween party in 2012 or whatever that was. I definitely want a slice of the beehive, first of all, please, you know? Ooh, 
What's that? The uh, her hair, the beehive hair. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, Part yeah, yeah. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like chocolate. I want a slice of the beehive. <laughs> That's what I'd want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so bad news for Neil Patrick Harris, but stay strong. And I think you know, well, I mean, the apologies are so meaningless at this point that it's just like yeah. it's so cookie cutter and written by a publicist. It just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's just all crazy. Just like an eye roll. The whole thing yeah. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, another ridiculous thing I was thinking about this week because I, I, I'm like haunted by these guys I see. So we, we both work on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, we work in like different directions of Lexington Avenue. You work. I work east uh, yeah. of Lexington. Yeah, Avenue. I work on like First Avenue basically, and you work. I work on, over on like Fifth Avenue. Yeah, and so we both deal with like like the Upper East Side. It's a lot of elderly people who think they're like very. Rich. I mean, some of them are rich, but it's like a weird. Demographic. It's a lot. Yeah, no, like I do think it's a lot of people who have like lived on the Upper East Side for like 35, 40 years. Yeah, and like they're still like they're in a rent controlled apartment. They're still paying like eleven hundred dollars a month at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, but I have to cross Park Avenue every day, and that's like a whole nother. Park Avenue is... No, like, that's a different thing. It's yeah. a different beast. Like, yeah. there, I think there is maybe some actual No, there's money big money. Yeah, no, there's like Park real Avenue. real big money up there. Yeah. Um, the doormen like have to wear uniforms with gloves and hats. And, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, it's it's like, you it's real high class up there. Yeah. And like when I was walking... Oh my God. When I was walking dogs like a, a long time ago, um, I walked dogs for this woman who lived on Park Avenue and like, yeah, like the elevator went right up. It was one of those things where the elevator goes, opens into their apartment. You know what I mean? They have the entire yeah. floor. Yeah, that's crazy. They have a staff of maids who are, they were Thai. All the maids were Thai. It was like this really weird, weird, weird world that I have never experienced. Yeah. It's like so bizarre. And then when Hurricane Sandy hit, they fled to the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> they, they fled. Wait, yeah, their apartment was, I'm sure, not affected not, at all. Not at all, oh, yeah. You're lucky you didn't get kidnapped. Yeah. You're honestly lucky you didn't get kidnapped. Because people will do that. People will kidnap, like, a rich person's dog. Like, the, like, oh, like yeah. dog walkers have been kidnapped. Yeah, was, no. She she was always afraid of her. She always told me that to be careful because people are trying to kidnap her you dog. You tell the Chanel story. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> Sorry long, to pick you No, that's fine. But, but, yeah, so I was, I was walking this very, this dog was on, they, these people lived on Park Avenue and, like, 68th Street. And they had this, like, I forgot the time. It was, like, an Italian greyhound mix, like, mini greyhound dog. And it was, like, this really cute little dog. And <laughs> I, I was told to take it to this um, this makeshift dog run that these very wealthy <laughs> people who all lived in this neighborhood made this weird dog run in Central Park that was illegal. Like, you weren't, like, they made it themselves. They, like, kind of got this, like, makeshift fence up. <laughs> oh, my God. And they would all congregate at, like... <laughs> at a certain times a day to like hang out and network and like have their dogs around and it was like this very one of the women was like this very butch lesbian and that, her dog was named Scout she was always there kind of like <laughs> just like standing there monitoring and there was just one crazy woman who would like she looked like she was afraid of the sun and she would like push her dog in a you know the stroller people the stroller dog people and they would just kind of stand around and not talk and like just kind of like you know just feel feel comfort by being around the other freaky rich people yeah and so but i was like the dog walker who showed up there like i was not part of their scene and i also because the fence was so shoddy that they put up i was scared the dog was going to get out so i would not i would let the dog 
or not, they all took their dog off the leash, which is illegal in Central. It's not illegal. You'll take it in Central Park if you, you do that. You can't do that. Because they're rich, the cops don't give a shit. They had like this relationship with the cops and yeah. the cops were <laughs> oh like, like the cops didn't care. It was like this <laughs> the known thing. The cops paid off on the illegal dog run. Yeah, they didn't want to deal with these rich psychos either. Yeah, no, I don't blame them. So I had the dog, they all took their dogs off leash. The dogs would get very excited. They're running around. I would let the dog I would let the leash trail on the dog because if anything ever happened, I wanted to be able to grab the leash immediately and not... Because this dog wasn't going to... If I yelled the no, dog's name, it's not going to come yeah, back to me. it's not your dog. It doesn't yeah. have a relationship with me really in that way. And plus, the woman was constantly threatening that this dog was going to get stolen. And I was like, this woman has enough money to ruin my life if anything <laughs> happens to this dog. So, like, I was, like, paranoid. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, one day, the fucking gate gets open. The dogs are all running around. <laughs> and all of the dogs flee the dog run. They're all running out. And I immediately grab mine because the leash is there. So I got the dog. Look at you. Yeah. Got it. No problem. And the there's this one woman, and she had the she was like this European woman. She had a crazy facelift, like her like a bad a bad old school facelift, like um, like yeah, really just, pulled back. Just yeah, complete she's plastic just face. Standing at this point. Yeah. in the middle of the dog run, going Chanel, <laughs> Chanel, Chanel. I mean, it's, I, <laughs> I hate to say I do because yeah, I work on the Upper East Side, and I it's sad because you don't want the dogs to get hit by a car or anything. But like multiple times, like a dog has just gotten off away from their like old woman owner, and yeah. the woman is just also you'll just hear like. <laughs> like screaming and a dog is just like taking off and it's just like yeah it's uh it's quite a scene yeah it was also this kind of redemptive moment for me because all of the rich people would always bug me about not letting the dog off the leash they were like why don't you just take it off leash like why are you letting this it this is vindication yeah it was total vindication yeah. psycho just chanel chanel <laughs> like screaming in this fashion designer's name God's anyway. the best yeah so anyway oh. so so the park avenue scene it's like a whole thing it's up there it's like a whole thing up there, thing up there. and, and Park Avenue, yeah, it's, it's it's with rich people who, when Hurricane Sandy hits, they flee to the Plaza Hotel, okay? They're crazy. They're <laughs> we cannot crazy. illustrate enough that nothing happened to the Park Avenue apartments no, during Sandy. they didn't lose power. No, no. yeah, it was fine. Fine, yeah. not flooded, <laughs> nothing wrong. Oh, my God. Um, and so, anyway, every day I'm crossing Park Avenue, and there's always these men who, they look like Joe Biden. They look like Joe Biden, and they have the same <laughs> they mouth. They cannot close their mouths. They cannot close their mouths. They're at that age, which we're all going to get to that yeah, age. Yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's just a, it's just a, it's a certainty of life that you're going to reach an age where you cannot close your mouth. I think, is it because if you reach, if you reach, if you're lucky enough to reach that age, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always, like, is it just because you're just, uh, everything is so exhausting that you're just, like, the even just to, like, breathe, you have to have your mouth, like, you're at the point where you're panting? I, I really don't know. I think it's a combination of exhaustion and confusion. <laughs> a little, a little bit yeah. yeah so i get to park avenue and there it's, it's a two it's a two high two lanes on park two maybe four lanes four lanes yeah on it's park almost avenue. like a highway up there. Yeah, yeah four lanes with like a uh, what is that like trees go a down meridian, the middle. Yeah, like a median median or meridian median whatever you want to so call I it so i always i'm always like kind of stressed out because i know one of these guys these joe biden guys who are always walking like the tiniest dog yeah they're walking their wives dog and they're dressed like they are they're only they only belong at like a golf club country club bar like that's the yeah. only place where they fit in with what they're wearing yeah. you know what i mean yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's like they're wearing stuff that it's it's literally like from a different time. Probably like, the only place where they feel comfortable too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stare at everybody. They open <laughs> mouths are staring at because 
at first these guys would i'm like are they staring at me because i'm wearing like a leopard coat and they think i'm like weird for and i'm like no everyone wears leopard and no they're just like looking they they're just looking at everyone stare everyone up and down with their mouths gaped open and they're just that's what they do they stare at everybody they look everybody up and down they like if there's a bench they're gonna sit on the bench and just look at you <laughs> with their fucking mouths open if god forbid a sound goes off like a lot of times trucks like a truck a will be unloading yeah or a truck in a pothole yeah and it kind of sounds like a gunshot yeah. and they, they look around at everybody like can you fucking believe this but they don't say a word yeah it's yeah nobody yeah. nobody makes nobody says anything to these men because they know <laughs> you that, can't you'll get locked in for 20 minutes oh if, if, yeah that will they will lock in but they are they're the zombies of the upper east side they're everywhere yeah i get some of these guys because I'm, I'm a doorman on the upper east side and uh two the other two doormen where i work they give dog treats out to mm-hmm. not just everyone who lives in the building but everyone it's a whole scheme that they run where they and then they get like a christmas card to 20 dollars from like a guy who lives down the street because they give treats to this dog so it's like a whole thing that they run uh and I, so i get these guys that then my entire day, I just get a parade of dogs that just, like, these people have, like, treat roots that they hit doormen with. Oh it's really God. crazy. And they really, when they see it's me and not one of the other two guys that I work with, they're, like, expecting it. First of all, first, like, expecting attention from me, and I don't give it to them. And they get, like, I can just feel them seething that, like, I look up at them and I nod, and then I just go back to, like, doing whatever I'm doing. And they get really upset about it. And they're just loudly, like, all right, come on, he's not here. <laughs> Come on, he's not here. Oh we gotta go now. And then, but then they just like passive aggressively let like let their dogs sit in the doorway for like a few minutes. And I'm just like, God. I'm not addressing this guy. No, I'm not. And if someone comes in or comes out, I'm just gonna open the door in his face, and then he's gonna have to move. Yeah, because like you don't want to get like that involved in these people, these rich, these rich dog owners' lives. No. Like they're they're all crazy, no. and you don't. God forbid you give the wrong dog treat, and your life is over. Oh yeah, no, your life there's is over. there's there's people who have have cut off the guys i've worked with because it's not the right treat so they've been cut off from giving the right treat there's people who have like i think yeah it's just a whole thing that i i don't need to be involved with yeah i do feel Uh, bad that you have to still be involved in the dog the upper east side dog world because it i i I didn't enjoy being involved in it it's it's crazy and yeah the people who live where i work that's fine but it's just it's these people who don't even live there who just come they're not even walking their dog they're just getting their dog a treat like it's crazy. Yeah. It's completely insane. Anyway, and it's like, like, no, I'm not buying your dog a milk bone. No. Like, like you're buy your own milk bone. And so they live there. They're not tipping you. Exactly. Like, yeah. No. I'm like, I don't know you. And also, I'm not buying. I'm not doing it. So what? Maybe you'll give me twenty dollars at Christmas. Absolutely not. Yeah. This is crazy. And don't act like your dog is a child. Like your dog is going to be over it in two seconds. Like, yeah. You just make the dog sit there and look at you. Yeah, like, I know. Please. He, ex- he thinks he gets a treat here. It's like, I know he does. It's fine. So, Just yeah. keep him going. He doesn't need a treat right now. It's also like, I see 20 dogs a day. Like, it's fine if I don't have to, like, you know, kiss ass with all the dogs. Like, it's okay. Yeah, you know? no. And, and, you know, and I'm happy to see the dogs who live where I work. That's totally... I'm, like, happy yeah. to see those dogs that, like, I know. But I'm like, no, I don't need to see this woman who lives two blocks over who just comes here to get a treat who is interrupting my, like, 30 seconds of silence that I get down there. Like, it's yeah. like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving... I don't have treats to give your dog. And I'm never oh. going to have treats to give your dog. And your dog's cute. Sometimes I'll pet the dogs. But that's it. Yeah. Well, 
That's yeah. So, so yeah. I, I'm haunted by these Upper East Side guys, Joe Biden guys, who stare at everybody and try to. Yeah, they're just like it's just. <laughs> they're like, just trying to rope you into conversation. They really are. <laughs> they're really trying to rope you into if, some if conversation. If you hold eye contact with them for too long, because like oh. yeah, it's like you. Do, I, I don't think they've spoken with their wives in 31 years. Oh no, no, you they, know, they, I don't. They speak to the maids. They literally yeah, speak to the maids. Yeah, yeah. I, I have been in apartments where. The husband is being served by the maid, and then the the wife is screaming at the husband, and he just addresses the maid. Like I've literally <laughs> witnessed insane. this. Oh my god! It's, oh yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's so a lot. Every day I get to Park Avenue, I'm just like, oh my god, is is one going to be there? Is he? And there he is. There he is. There he is with the terrier. Oh my god! There he is. There he is. Run. Yeah, they're like, all over. They're they're all over that. They really are. All right. Well, that was another entertainment, entertainment, an entertaining conversation with. Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. And I'm Justin Angermeyer. That was really fun. We're going to get out on, um, because we were talking about these guys, these Joe Biden guys on the Upper East Side who don't mind their own business. I'm going to play a little uh, none of business. Yeah, mind your business. Yeah. You busy bodies. This was like an edgier uh, salt and pepper song. Mm. Yeah, I never heard this one. I'm interested to hear because I've never heard it. It looks like it's got a... Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say this. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, you just want to get blast this in these guys' face. Right. Salt and pepper great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Okay, I gotta stop. Anyway, that was fun. That's the show. Thank you, guys. We'll see ya.